Hello and welcome to Box to Box. It is Jesse here. We've got something a little bit different for you today. Uh, Alex and I were obviously in France last week for the games between Lyon and Arsenal and Chelsea and Paris Saint-Germain. With all the travelling and stuff, it's really hard to fit in doing the, the longer record. So what we tried to do is we just recorded a couple little bits, bits and bobs as we were going around France um, with some of our takes on the games, uh, some noise from the games themselves, some kind of little preview bits and things like that. So it's a bit of a different episode today. Trying to do something a bit different, a bit fun, just giving something new a go. So it'll be a little bit shorter, <laughs> won't be quite as technical as some of the stuff we, we're normally doing, but I hope you enjoy it and we'll be back with you to, to round up the league fixtures from this weekend next week. All right, enjoy the show. Find the Group Armour Stadium very early. Um, I've already had one pint. Alex has had half a pint, but she's got to go and work, and I don't. So that'll be fun. Uh, Alex, um, predictions, thoughts ahead of the head of the match? I haven't thought about it too much, to be fair, because I'm quite nervous. But I think it could go either way. Like this could easily be like a six-nil win for Leon. But then at the same time, Blackstenius versus Reynard could be quite tasty. So I'm gonna go. I think Leon might just edge it. I'm going to go for a 2-1 for Leon. 2-1 Leon. I think definitely I maybe went into this week thinking that Leon were going to smash Arsenal and now I've actually kind of changed my mind. I think it's going to be a cagey game. What's it my heart take? I, if Arsenal came away with the win, I don't think I would feel surprised. I think this could also end in the draw. Right, and I think especially like it being the first game in the group stage... It could be a boring one. Yeah, which will be really goal. annoying because we've come all the way to France. I think, um, there, I think there'll definitely be goals, but it won't be like a 3-2, 4-2. I don't think either of these defences are defences that compete clean sheets against these attacks right now. No. But I think the midfield will be where... It's won and lost. Yeah, I think so. So who's going to win? 1-1 one, one draw. A 1-1 one, one draw? 1-1 one, one draw. You just stole that from me. You said two on Leon. <laughs> no, I know, but then I said one one draw. <laughs> you it's gonna be boring. <laughs> okay, you have one one draw. I no, I'm go. going. I'm still going for two one. You want two on Leon? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll be pessimistic. All right. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. We will find out after the game. Yeah. So, uh, interesting lineup choice from Arsenal tonight against Leon, dropping Vivian Minabar to bring in. Freedom Arnhem into the midfield, which I think actually makes a lot of sense given Leon's strength in that area and maybe wanting to have a bit more physicality there. I think it's definitely a choice when you then consequently don't have your star player basically playing because of your own tactical decisions. Um, but look, she's obviously a great asset to have with the bench. I can see why they want to keep Gina at the nine if that's what they're doing long term. And uh, it'll be an interesting game. Leon equally as we expected don't have particularly strong defense they've got Janice Kamen playing up front which well not up front but like on the on the right it looks like in a three so that'll be interesting as well but um yeah I think it might be tighter here than the people expect and I think you know it's a really big night actually for Freedom Monum who 
I think everyone knows he's a very talented player but hasn't really had the opportunity that maybe we expected she would get at Arsenal which I think has been led by obviously this this thing of moving Viv back into a 10 um, so yeah I think the, there's a lot of opportunity for Arsenal players tonight to kind of step up Marnham's one I think Black Stenius is another and then obviously you've got lots of more and Steph Catley back in defence so definitely something interesting to see Jonas rolling the dice but we'll see And it is Arsenal 3, Leon 1 in, I think, what is fair to say, a scoreline that absolutely nobody predicted. Um, I don't think uh, Leon have particularly covered themselves in glory, but let's take nothing away from Arsenal. You know, they've taken all their goals really well and their opportunities really well. Equally, I think there have been points where Leon have kind of shown their danger in midfield. Leo Volti, I think, has really struggled with their time on the ball. But, you know, when the space opened up for Arsenal, they, they've taken their moments. An interesting match because I think Arsenal have done things that have been really clever. I think the way Stephen Blackstone has played has been really interesting. And I think, um, I guess maybe one thing that will be interesting for Jones to figure out is that it kind of looks like Viv isn't playing because she's not ready to play. Her wrist doesn't look right when she's warming up. So I assume... That's why that's why Frida's been brought in, but I've got to say it feels like kind of feels like Frida and Cena have the maybe the better connection, um, and I don't know how that works long time, long term for Arsenal if that is the case. But they've kind of hilariously got the lead from actually doing none of those very clever things. It's basically just been Leon leaving themselves wide open, um, but. Look, it'll be interesting to see if either side can tighten up in the second half. I definitely think Leon just don't really have a effective presence up front. Um, Melvin Millard's playing out on the left, but I wonder if it would be better to see her coming in. But I don't know. Who, I don't know who you put on the left. Left. I don't know whether you can move some batter up. They they took Jeremy off uh, about thirty five minutes and and brought Demaris on instead. So. Yeah, a really interesting game. I think that's maybe revealed Leon's struggles, perhaps more than Arsenal's. And, you know, maybe we did underrate when I was writing out the list of the players that were missing to be missing. Hegerberg, Cascarino, Macario, De Brits, who was their big summer signing, Mbok, Ellie Carpenter. You know, taking De Brits out, you're, you're talking about... What five of the key players from the from the Champions League final? So it is obviously a very different Leon team, but yeah, absolutely take nothing away from Arsenal. They <laughs> put it this way: <laughs> I haven't seen them <laughs> score three goals in such impressive circumstances in other situations yet this season. So, so halftime here at OL, Jesse's 
out probably having a pint without me so i'm recording on my own for now um one three arsenal's beating olympic Lyonnais reigning champions league champions and it's unbelievable um the match is doing really well so far as we said on the previous podcast that we're not really too convinced about Midama in the midfields Freedom Adam has come on and has just looked outstanding in the midfield. Leo Valti, Kim Little, Freedom Adam were working really, really, really well. And I think Freedom Adam is playing with Black Stenius the way that everyone expects Miedem to play with Black Stenius. There's so much more to unfold, but I think Freedom Adam's having a really, really good game and it's working out really well for Arsenal. Um, Arsenal are dominating the game. I don't think anyone expected this. Leon have made a first half substitution as well. So when you're putting Amadinari as your center back, you know something's not going right. Um, but let's see what the second half holds. Just finished watching the teams warm up here at Stade Jean, whatever it is, next to Parc France. Um, yeah, I feel like this feel like I feel like the importance of this match is kind of only dawning on me now. You know, I've watched so much of the Champions League, obviously last season without Chelsea in it, and then now we kind of get rolling again and and see if we can kind of repair some of our reputation in the in the competition and i think it's interesting the the players that emma and chelsea have decided to go to go with for that you know choosing to start neve charles who <laughs> amazingly you know started that champions league final only made one champions league start since then which was at home against the vet in truly one of the most boring one nil Okay, wins I've ever ever seen but yeah Charles in for, for James and then Mara Mielda coming into the, the team ahead of Eperset uh, Mielda obviously the hero last time Chelsea played PSG uh, scoring that that goal to, to send Chelsea into the semi-finals Champions League back in 2018-19 so you know it is a change Chelsea side it looks like it's going to be the same shape but with Sophie Ingle at the base of midfield rather than Aaron Cuthbert who's going to be there as an eight with Benilla Harder. But, you know, I think, um, I think to be honest, everyone knows that, that Chelsea needs to up the other game compared to some of the performances we've seen from them this season. And then maybe there's extra pressure as well, having seen what Arsenal did last night. You know, there's a lot of chat about English teams in this competition and, and, and you know, how much they can compete. And Arsenal made a real statement yesterday. So let's see if Chelsea can do the same.
half-time at Paris Saint-Germain Chelsea. Chelsea won a lot thanks to Billy Bright's goal from, from Aaron Cuthbert's uh, cross. It's uh, not been the most thrilling game. It's being played on an artificial pitch, and I think it's clear. Look, Chelsea are really struggling with their every pass is slightly misplaced. It's obviously raining as well, which doesn't help either, but just doesn't really feel like it's quite clicking. Definitely not much opportunity for fast passes. So Chelsea have really looked like they're, mo- they're the most threatening from, from set pieces and from, from trying to turn over the ball. I've got to be honest, re- regardless of the pitch, there's not a whole lot going on in terms of a build-up play. I don't entirely understand what Chelsea are trying to do. But look, they are 1-0 up and PSG have felt poor. There's kind of two interesting things they're, they're trying to do. They, they keep kind of switching in Jackie Gronin and Ramona Backman. So Ramona Backman's dropping back into midfield and, and Jackie Gronin's almost playing as, as the false nine. But <laughs> feels like Chelsea have uh, kind of got a hang of it and, and Jackie Gronin definitely doesn't look pacey enough to really make the most of those opportunities. The other thing that is, is maybe a bit more interesting is they're playing uh, Fazer and Kochawi down their left-hand side and Charles and Marmielder, there's a there's a bit of a pace differential there, and there's been a couple of times where those two have just managed to play around Chelsea's right hand side and and work up some good crossing positions. Nothing's really come of it yet, but it'll be interesting to see whether they can make more of it in the second half. Whether Chelsea look to maybe bring on a slightly speedier right back like Ev Perisette, although you know obviously Mielder's been been trusted tonight for her ability to read the game and for her positioning. I wouldn't doubt that, but definitely his legs tire. You you think that might be, if PSG are going to get something, where it's going to come from. So, game finished 1 0 in the end. Um, certainly not a classic by any means, but I think a really good result from from Chelsea with a controlled performance, which isn't something we've always seen from them in <laughs> recent games, recent Champions League campaigns. You know, when I think back to those group games from from last season I think it, you know the lack of control is what really really stood out about that team and I, it was really noticeable today there were points where balls were on and Chelsea could really push it try to move the ball quicker up the pitch and they didn't you know you saw Neve Charles turn around reset pass and go again and and you know apart from really a five minute period for, for PSG Chelsea were able to pretty much control uh, control it PSG looked bad, they looked very, very disorganised, especially in attack. 
I honestly have no idea what real structure they were they were trying to do in the second half. They they moved Diani more central, but it just felt like there were too many players in in that area when you had you know Jackie Cullen and Bachman and Diani all playing in the middle. Fazer drifting in as well, and they really weren't able to to make the most. I think of, of where Chelsea's weaknesses maybe were down the flanks. Um, so yeah, certainly not quite the same excitement as we got uh, last night, but a good win nonetheless and you know I think it's been a while since <laughs> I can say we've seen two you know really back to back solid English performances in Europe um, so good good wins for, for Arsenal and for Chelsea So Chelsea didn't lose <laughs> We won We won a game in the Champions League Finally um, How was it from pitch side? Quite boring. Um, it kept... <laughs> oh, it wasn't more exciting down there. No, because it kept raining, so I was more <laughs> undercover. So it made the match even worse than what it. For was. anyone who doesn't know, Alex was wearing just a t-shirt like for the, almost the entire game, and I've got to be honest. Aside from the celebrity distraction I had sat in front of me for the game, that was the other main thing I focused on. It was uh, cold. It was, it was just was wet. Alex cold. <laughs> I was it until the last literally five minutes of the match where I put on my jumper, and that was it. But for the most part, I wasn't. Just my ass was wet because I was sitting on the floor and it was raining. <laughs> this is and what I, people come to box to box for. Yeah, no, th- that's Alex like, ass content. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> when there's nothing else to talk about about the match, you talk about my ass getting wet. <laughs> what did you think? What did you think of Chelsea? Um, you know what? They were better than PSG, but they were. Yes. That wasn't hard. No, it wasn't. But. Um, they were, I mean, it was what we talked about in the episode last week in the WSL. Chelsea just aren't really cohesive going forward and they're not able to get the goals that they need. Um, so it was quite boring. I mean, when Millie Bright scores the only goal of the match, that says a lot. You don't think Millie Bright's going to win the golden boot in the Champions League this year? Uh, alongside Lexi Millie, I winning it together. I'm winning it together. Yeah, I think going forward, it, it didn't look... It didn't look amazing, but I also think, you know, Sam's obviously still struggling right now. And Peniel. And I think, you know, there's, there was probably two or three chances that Sam on a good day takes, and then you're looking at a more comprehensive There was spot. one player that I was very impressed with. Shaki Runin. No! I quite liked. You're obsessed with Shaki Runin, and I just do not understand why. She... Did you not think that area of the pitch was just way too congested for PSG? Oh, no, definitely, but that wasn't her fault. Ramona Bakker was dropping so deep. Yeah. Like, she was dropping as, like, a six to collect the ball. Yeah, I, I didn't understand at all what PSG were, doing. were trying to do in an attacking sense. Like, it made no, no sense to me. No. Um, anyway, bad match. Chelsea won. And this group should be interesting because it seems like PSG had to play Real Madrid next week. But now PSG, Real Madrid and Chelsea are playing like shit. So it's up in the air. So basically everyone wants whatever quarterfinalists to come out of this group. Yes, basically. (laughs) All right, there we go.